Hello world, you are listening to Pure Mood Podcast. We are a music and mental health podcast where we hope to provide a safe space for artists, fans and even ourselves to chat about anything really. My name is Jason and in this episode myself and James speak to the wonderful Deb from Harriet. Unfortunately our other host Jade was unable to take part in this interview but we wish them all the best and they will be joining us for the next episode we love you all thank you so much for listening and enjoy we're here with uh deb from harriet uh how you doing i'm good thank you how are you yeah very good very good um i've had your ep profound morality on repeat for a long time so it's good to be able to chat thank you thank you (laughs) it's one of the most interesting and creative metal records i've heard for a long time so yeah it's nice to be able to chat to you Oh, thank you, mate. Thank you for having me on. So first things first, would you like to take us through the creative process that went through for the EP and what happened? Yeah, so um, obviously when COVID hit in 2020, we couldn't see each other. Um, So at that time, we kind of big bouncing around ideas. Um, So there's some stuff that was for the other releases like the spirit and cleanse existence and um requiem but we also did quite a lot of the ideas for profound morality so uh the actual tune profound morality kind of started in lockdown it was one of the first kind of demos that we did um just bouncing ideas to each other electronically because obviously we couldn't meet up so it was yep. all done on a folder in Dropbox. And while we had that time, we just bounced ideas between each other until we could see each other again in person. And then when the lockdown lifted, we obviously went through um, to Spirit and um, Recreant and Tent on Hammer. And then we spent a week um, in like a little practice room. We all got together for a week and then we kind of just hashed out the ideas for profound morality and um did it all in that that week yeah so yeah a lot of it was just um because we're all from different cities a lot of our like um writing process starts online because we don't always have a lot of time together in person for like rehearsals and things like that um so yeah a lot of it starts online and Whenever anybody gets an idea, we just throw it in our Dropbox and then, you know, um, Jake normally pieces them together really from our different riffs and then he'll send it over and then I might like demo a solo or demo clean vocals or harsh vocals, whatever. And then when we're together, we just kind of go through what bits we like and what bits we might want to change and then go from there really uh yeah we we did um a lot of it in jake's old flat <laughs> of like um tracking some guitars and uh vocals for it were done in in jake's flat yeah <laughs> a proper diy record oh <laughs> uh, yeah it's it is very diy i was looking at some of the um videos from when we kind of spent that week together and they're really funny of just how DIY everything is. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. 
how have you been finding the response to the record so far? Um, honestly, super amazing, really. Um, obviously, you're in a band to to make music and enjoy the music that you like, but it's it's so much different when uh, other people like it as well. It's such a nice feeling to have, and we've been so lucky. I can't say how lucky we've we've been to to be able to have some of the opportunities that we've had you know in the last 12 months from from this record really and and yeah just really appreciative so i was um i was gonna say i was um i was looking at your band camp um kind of page as a bit of research before this and there's quite a few different uh tags uh to say the least um you know describing harriet's kind of sound so i think it was like posed hardcore industrial uh new metal i think metalcore too i mean of all those, like if you had to like pick pick one, like what box would you say kind of Harriet fits in best? Um, <laughs> uh, um I think oh god. Um it's always hard when somebody asks you about your own band with this. Yeah. Because everybody yeah. overthinks their their own band, <laughs> whereas you might think something different. <laughs> And I can be really, uh, you know, um, over-analytical about it. Um, um, industrial, maybe? Industrial. I don't know. I don't know. I yeah. think we fall into a lot of different brackets subconsciously without a real in direct intention to. So yeah. maybe industry would be the most common theme through our songs. Uh, yeah, although I, I yeah. <laughs> so having listened to uh, to the EP a couple times, um, it's not really new metal. <laughs> I do get yeah. uh, uh, I do get the industrial vibe. I'd say probably, I guess metalcore, but in the, like the truest sense that you've done a really great job of kind of melding kind of that kind of old school um, hardcore sound with a more modern kind of metal approach. So that's what I would probably could call it yeah yeah i don't know where some of those tags have come from i don't know whether <laughs> <laughs> i don't think we put new metal on there i don't know <laughs> all post hardcore um but uh yeah i guess like metalcore i always think with metalcore screaming and singing uh, that's probably not the right definition and somebody will listen and be like i don't know gatekeeper about that or whatever but uh, yeah, that's. I guess you're right. Yeah, maybe mm. maybe we're a metalcore band. I don't know. <laughs> people people blackened do. metal maybe blackened yeah. hardcore maybe. I think I that would that be the truest. I think that yeah, I think that suits it more. Harry uh, a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, I think James might be just reading too much into uh, band cam tags. Oh uh. uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Blackened hardcore is probably what I would say. Mm. um so I, was, I mean i did i want to kind of bring up that you're, you're, you're from birmingham um because mm. it seems like over the past couple of years there's been more and more of this kind of push to um i guess kind of you know celebrate heavy metal in birmingham so there was this yeah. kind of, there was uh the home of metal uh thing which kind of gave way to that big black sabbath exhibition and now yeah. that sort of kind of led up to the Commonwealth Games we've had like um you know Tony Iommi and, and um, Ozzy kind of performing together 
Um, yeah. But as someone who's you know, from Birmingham and you know in a metal band, do you think this is um, like this is all kind of a good thing for the scene, or was this just kind of I don't know, cashing in a little bit on nostalgia, I guess? No, I don't know whether it's because um, I I view Birmingham um, as obviously the home of metal but it's yeah. it's not just a UK thing it's a worldwide thing mm. you know if if the circles that happened in Birmingham didn't happen then we might not be sitting here kind of thing yeah. it's a it's a very like um dramatic way of looking at it I suppose but I, I feel very proud to be from Birmingham um because of the way that this city is impacted not just my life but you know pretty much all of my friends lives you know it's a place where it all started and that movement that Birmingham you know grew with heavy metal bands it has become a worldwide thing and you know to be from Birmingham and to actively be a part of a new wave of heavy music in such a place with such heritage I think is really really cool um I love that Birmingham's made you know Sabbath and Napalm Death yeah. and bands like that you know I, I I personally feel so proud and then I also feel excited about you know friends from Birmingham who are kind of carrying on that legacy and I I'd love for us to remain as the home of heavy metal I think that's really important you know when you think of how huge metal is as a thing you know how whatever you want to yeah say describe it as um we should be screaming about the fact that we've like given birth to such a huge cultural thing um and I think it's great in the last couple of years that we've as a city we've kind of started to recognize it a little bit more especially as uh you know Sabbath uh I know that they're not touring anymore or anything like that but you know it, it's nice that we're kind of waking up to think about who's next and carry on that legacy really yeah of course I mean so you'd say about Birmingham um, like the Birmingham scene Birmingham metal scene you say that it's in a, a good place at the moment then I think so I think it depends who you speak to though yeah, I think the underground scene is huge uh, you know if the under, underground scene is so close and so tight-knit and I think a lot of people get confused with, oh, there's nowhere to play in Birmingham. And that mm. like just couldn't be less true. There, yeah. are, there are a lot of venues. You just have to um, be aware of looking after the smaller venues where the actual music is starting from. I think mm. that's where people get confused that they expect like you to walk down the street and there to be like, 20 metal shows or something yeah. like that you know like uh, there are shows there you know we we could probably go and, and go to a show this evening if we all wanted to you know there's always shows going on um I think Birmingham is just kind of raising the next the next uh, um you know um metal thing do you know yeah. what I mean like the next icon iconic band from Birmingham I think I think they're just being made at the minute. You know, you just have to go to smaller venues to see them, but they're absolutely there. 
um and it's it's a testament to how people feel about being from Birmingham and carrying the legacy on and it, it's great as well in that like you know the place like Rabanna's where like um Black Sabbath rehearsed that's still a rehearsal room so you've still got loads of bands there um who are you know carrying on that legacy and it's by no means changed um since you know when Sabbath were about there's still loads of local metal bands I think people just expect um it it to be a bit more shiny (laughs) well Rabanna's is constantly busy I mean I mean yeah Napalm Death still rehearsed there as well yeah yeah there's there's loads of fans and you know Sabbath went back there before they did um some shows at the O2 and I think maybe before they did the final show they went back to Rabanna's as well I think it's just about looking after those places you know uh, the places that raise the bands. First and foremost, we're sort of a mental health podcast, which aims to create a safe space for artists and fans alike and ourselves. So uh, what kind of coping mechanisms do you deal with on tour when it comes to your mental health? Um, I think so far with touring, I mean... I've only done a handful of tours really that have been of any considerable length. Um, but I, I'm maybe still at the point where I'm quite excited to be on tour. Yeah. It is quite, it is quite draining to sustain it. And sometimes, um, sometimes it can be a little bit overwhelming with talking to people quite a quite a lot you know especially when it's um people that you don't know and obviously you're excited to talk to people um that would be something that I maybe struggle with but I do make sure when I'm in the van that I listen to um quite like shoegaze music or anything atmospheric I think just to space out from the from um I don't know being so chatting all the time and everything i think listening to to music <laughs> sounds yeah. cheesy no no but just that... having my own space to do that it would be the only the only kind of thing that i that i do um i've also started to try and eat a little bit better on tour which is yeah. very very hard to do when you're touring it's really hard um but I've made a conscious effort to do that because then I don't feel as sluggish um, when it gets to the the end of the tour. Yeah, I don't think I'm really like I haven't really experienced because I mean the longest tour tours that I've done have been like ten days each each room, but um, I don't think I've really experienced the gruelingness of touring yeah. yet. To be honest, to be quite honest, I don't think I'm really at that point yeah I'm sure that I will be and I think sometimes people assume that there are no negative um aspects of touring I mean not to sound ungrateful at all touring is amazing and I love it and I would want to do it forever like if I could if I could just permanently be on tour I would love that um but it's quite a common thing for bands to talk about that uh you have to pace yourself a little bit because it's quite a lot of um 
energy for your body to have to put be put through yeah of course i mean about 15 years ago i did uh, a european tour with my old death metal band and uh it i'll be honest it but i really struggled with it like mm. say the, the excitement of playing shows and everything every day and stuff but yeah. like i was on tour with my i didn't really get on with my band members either so uh. at, at that point anyway well it started off we were all like really close friends and then we just thought it just happens yeah but. yeah I, yeah it's just it, it's quite a lot of pressure to put a group of people under but um yeah it's inevitable really if you stick a, a bunch of people in a van uh you might you might get a little bit tetchy we we haven't had that to be honest like we've yeah. we've been great um but i'm sure like if we were out for like three months we'd maybe I don't know I'd leave my socks somewhere in the van or something like that or I don't know fart too much in the van I don't know (laughs) it should have always someone I don't know (laughs) yeah but I'd like to ask you about Lamb of God and like I understand you've become quite good friends with them yeah um um, Mark has been very very nice to us and I can't thank him enough for being so supportive of Harriet um we all love that band so so much and they're a band that have really made a huge impact on my life more than like more than any other band really because of how they've stuck with me and kind of guided you know my playing and my aspirations and you know um what other bands I've gotten into from them and things like that yeah so yeah it's it's um it means a world to um, to have Mark Morton's support with that. That's cool. I mean, Lama God are some of the nicest people in metal, so. Yeah, they're really lovely. Yeah, um, super nice guys. Um, very, very caring. And they've gone out of their way to kind of look after us. And um, that's, that's just so amazing from a band like that who have been so impactful yeah. on metal and our lives. Um, it, it's amazing for them to to kind of offer that support when they absolutely don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's amazing. I mean, I remember oh, like 2008, I think, when they were touring with Slayer. I, mm. You know Scruffy Murphy's in town? Yeah. So I was going there, like, completely oblivious, and there was a guy, guy standing on the door, uh, and he asked me for my ID in like this really thick American accent. I was like mm. thinking, I drink here all the time. Like, what's going on? I didn't realize mm. but it was Willie Adler from the Lamb of God just messing around. Ah! I was just like, <laughs> it's so ah! surreal. But yeah, the, that's amazing. <laughs> that's fucking funny, but yeah, they're the coolest dudes. <laughs> I love that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Well, um, so is it is it you that kind of writes the lyrics for or was that something that you all do kind of collaboratively? Um, so me and Jake write the lyrics. Uh, quite often we end up being on the same kind of page lyrically, which is really strange. Yeah. Um, yeah, um we tend to have lyrics already, like on notes on iPhone, <laughs> and yeah. then. Um, if needed we'll write more together 
um but it's worked really well in that we both write um stylistically very similar lyrics um yeah so they they're always cohesive with with harriet yeah yeah I quite I mean I was yeah I was having a little bit of a look at your lyrics and the iPhone notes thing makes kind of perfect sense because they're quite they're, they're almost like sort of metal kind of haikus very kind of simplistic but also quite I don't know quite interesting kind of lyrics I suppose yeah. um you know you don't really go into like um like, like an awful lot of detail with what I think um you know what you're you know, singing or kind of you know screaming about but I like it I like it because I can sort of even if I don't you're not saying oh this song's about this I sort of get it you know I sort of feel the vibe yeah of what you might be kind of alluding to yeah um mm -hmm. there was one song which I was thinking might have been a bit of an allegory for kind of global warming or kind of you know environmental destruction did you kind of think about that sort of thing consciously or did it just sort of come about really from the way the words fell together um which tune were you thinking it was the uh, end of the flesh um i quite like that kind of line about you know uh overwhelmed by uh devastation neglection for wealth uh you know currency of uh status i think i wrote so i was just kind of wondering if it was in you know inspired by current events in any way yeah i guess it's kind of like um loosely kind of um subjected around greed and uh, yeah. the unsustainability of greed really those are the kind of themes mm. in that and um how those kind of overbear the modern world <laughs> uh yeah, yeah a lot of our lyrics are kind of uh not directly to the point and that's kind of um done purposefully um yeah. for a couple of reasons um i kind of personally and and jake is kind of the same with this i think sometimes you can be overwhelmed with with people telling you how things are within within the song yeah. and getting um we don't really tell things from like a personal narrative directly we don't really yeah. use like i or like I feel like this and my whatever and there's only like one instance where the word my is in a song but I think it's just because mm. we feel a bit fatigued by being by, by songs being so direct all the time yeah. and we'd rather just leave it a little bit you know um to whoever's listening to it to take what they want from that um but mm. then also like if there have been certain situations that we'll kind of as a group be inspired to write a, a song about um those are kind of for us to experience together rather than for us to um tell the, the world sometimes we're a little bit private with with um hmm. things that we don't want to talk about if you know course, what i mean yeah. so we just kind of make them loose in songs hmm. <laughs> yeah. not too but direct is that, is that so that people can kind of make their own uh, kind of connections with your songs then. So people can kind of, yeah, kind of draw their own conclusions or kind of, you know, figure out, you know, what it, what it means to them personally, rather than just you saying this is about this or whatever. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I think people do that anyway. Like yeah, with songs, like uh, obviously 
I could listen to a song and be like, ah, oh, cool, this relates to X, Y, Z section of my life. And you would be like, oh, actually, for me, this relates to X, Y, Z that, you know, I, I feel or whatever. And I don't know whether we feel a need to kind of stamp our own take on everything. Yeah. Um, mm. I, th- I sometimes almost feel a bit overwhelmed when people are so personal in songs because once yeah. you've wrote that song and you've been so specific and so personal you can't ever mm. kind of hide away from that again yeah but that's something that kind of scares me as somebody within music because you're going to be asked about those things over and over again and although music mm. is kind of a release there are some things that I'd like to release without having to be asked about them yeah. Oh, yeah. that's absolutely fair so yeah um so what's next for Harriet in any way? What's the plan like touring, new material? Yeah, so um, we've, we're just waiting on announcing a couple of things at, at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's still going to be busy for us into next year. Um, yeah, we've got lots of exciting new things happening. Can't, I'm sure that you'll hear about them soon because they, they'll be announced pretty soon. But yeah, still going to keep busy, uh, still going to be on the grind, still going to be um, carrying on and hopefully you'll like what's to come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, going off a bit of a tangent, but you've um, obviously played a lot of shows and a lot of festivals this year, um, but you've done both 2000 Trees and Dark Tangents. Yeah. Of course, those two festivals are kind of, you know, sister festivals, same organising yeah. the things. Um, but how does I mean how does it compare like playing trees and playing art tangent like what in what ways the shows kind of differ or you know the vibe kind of differ I guess Uh, I think both festivals have um, very like interesting alternative acts you know it doesn't matter whether you're heavy or whether you're you know pop or whatever as long as you're you know, interesting and not kind of the norm. I think that fest- yeah. those festivals will book here. I think Trees is a little bit more... Um, um, Trees is maybe a bit closer to... Um, I don't want to say accessible music because that yeah. makes me look like a bit of a twat, really. <laughs> um, no, we, we know what you mean. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Art Tangent is, is mm. maybe a festival that I... Th- I kind of view as like a musician's festival, like in a weird way, because there's lots of like, yeah. not weird, but yeah. um, like uh, abstracts, more like yeah. abstract kind of artists on. And the same goes for trees, but it's a little bit more of a, like um, a celebration of music rather than kind of going to, uh, whereas Art Tangent is a little bit more going to experience the music. Trees is a little bit more going to hang out with your friends and go and watch those of cool bands. Um, yeah, they're just, Art Tangent is is yeah. a little bit um, further towards the abstract scale than Trees yeah. is maybe. Um, but both uh, amazing festivals mm. to play. Yeah. I, I love going to them both. I've been to them both quite a few times and uh, they're both amazing vibes uh, especially trees trees is just fantastic um, there's so many mates there all the time it's like going to a little city of friends <laughs> um, but but yeah it, 
it's a, it's they're both yeah. really great festivals and they support a lot of UK artists as well I think they just give opportunities to people who um mm-hmm. people who deserve them within the underground scene to, to play in front of a few more people is there any advice you'd like Definitely. to give to any upcoming artists and bands out there oh god I think I am one myself, man. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I'm qualified to um, give advice, really. Um, but I guess to anybody, if I was going to say anything about being in a band, I guess just make sure that you believe in what you're doing and you're authentic yeah. with yourself. I think that's a big thing for us is that although you could you could choose a different route that might be a little bit easier or whatever, but you kind of sell your soul a bit to do that. Um, And while music is like a precious thing, I don't really see what the point is of making music into something that you don't believe in. Um, If you hold it with that much weight, you should just be integral to what you enjoy. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming on. No, really thank you for having me. Oh, anytime. Thank you so much for having me.